nods and bops. So we're here bringing you a couple topics today. We're going to start off with Super Bowl. Super Bowl 53 is going to be in Atlanta this weekend for right, the first time. Right, and we're in Atlanta. We're in Atlanta. In so. 19, 18 years? Yeah, something like so that. So we're welcoming it back. Last time I was here was 2000, and it's the Los Angeles Rams versus the Patriots. Right. Who you got? Do you know? You know what? I'm not a football watcher for, like, the competitions or the teams or the players. I really just like watching the game. So I could sit and watch a whole football game, but I'm really not that into the teams and the players and all that. So I don't have anybody. I just hope it's a good game. Oh, no. I hope it's a good game, too. I want the Rams to win, but I feel like... Eh, it is what it is. <laughs> what we're really interested, though, when it comes to Super Bowl 53 is the controversy that's been surrounding it. So this for this Super Bowl, um, it was actually announced pretty late what the official lineup was going to be. Right, the official lineup, yeah, it came yeah. in December, and that's not typical. But it came later uh, this year because of all the controversy they faced the past two, three years now yeah. with Colin Kaepernick right. and, you know, taking a knee and taking a stand against police brutality. And so it was really hard for them to line up performers that wanted the halftime slot. I mean, they had people from Cardi B to Jay-Z say no, um, from Rihanna to Pink say no as well. So it was really a struggle you for a while. You need me, I don't need you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it Talk really was shit, a, Jay. It, it was a struggle for a while for them to lock somebody in but they finally did and now the official lineup is looking like maroon five um followed by travis scott followed by atlanta native and legend big boy um right. and also a member of Half the outcast, outcast yeah mm -hmm. and they also have gladys knight who's gonna be singing the national anthem and then they have um new rising stars chloe and Haley. Uh, who are locally based, uh, they're going to be singing America the Beautiful before the kickoff. Right. So they have a lineup that went from being Maroon 5 um, to incorporating what a lot of people were complaining about and, you know, signing petitions for on social media and whatnot. Uh, they have a lineup that appeals to what the controversy was about. It's way more diverse. They got Atlanta natives. Uh, what you think? Talk to me about that. It was just interesting. Like, they definitely went back and forth. They were trying to get the biggest artist. I don't know. I kind of feel bad that Travis Scott, like, gave in just because he's, uh, he's reached a new status now. He, like, he's a superstar for real. And I've been a Travis Scott fan since he dropped, like, his first project. It's just it's just kind of sad that he gave in because I, I kind of think we, we took a big stand by saying, no, like, we want you to change this in order for this to happen. And it seemed like he gave up leverage by performing in the Super Bowl. And yeah, I know it's for a good cause, but bro, it's, it's half a million dollars. Like Jay-Z could have gave you that for your foundation. Like, But I, he didn't. Yeah, you so know. So why didn't, this is my thing, right? Why aren't the people that are criticizing him for doing this um, stepping up in that sense? So to, to dial it back a little bit, what we're essentially talking about when it comes to the uh, Super Bowl lineup and, you know, who they've chosen as artists. We're talking about problematic representation, right? So when it comes to Travis Scott, this is representation that he's going to get. Now he's put a, a foundation, um, Dream Corpse, that was started by Van Jones in 2014. Um, it's a social, social injustice nonprofit organization. And so now he's taking this organization and by demanding that the NFL give 500000 to this organization, um, 
he's projecting this dream, this dream corpse out to, you know, an estimated over 100 million viewers. Now he's created the potential for more people uh, to find out about this organization and hopefully help. But it's so unclear on whether this $500,000 is coming directly from Travis Scott or if it's coming directly from the NFL, if it's a combination of both. When no, I was I doing that, research for this. I think that's this, his pay. Like, instead of him getting a check for it, they always, the artists that perform, get to choose the charity or where, like, the charity or foundation that the money goes to. Is that consistent though? Because when I was doing my research for this, so they artists don't get paid for half shows. For people nope. that didn't know that, they don't get paid. They don't. And that's because to put on a production and a performance of that size for 12 to 15 minutes cost up millions and millions of dollars. It's Some a of lot. them go 10 million and up. So instead of paying these artists, they pay everybody else. They pay um, the behind the scenes people, the people that are going to be on the stage with the artists. They pay everything else. The Except that, out the except stage, right, all except of that. for the actual performance, yeah, they don't the pay for that. Security that lets people come on the field and then gets them off the field. Like it, it is a big orchestra, but at, like at the same time. Well, before you move on, though, that's why I wanted to ask: like, are we sure that they do that for every artist? Because I when believe I was so, it's a when thing. I was looking for research, they said that Travis Scott is one of the only artists. I think Michael Jackson might have been the other person that got the NFL to open up their checkbooks to donate to something or give money towards something else. Again, I, I don't want to go ahead and say that every artist is allowed this. I think um, that this is something unique that Travis Scott uh, did with the NFL, this kind of partnership um, and donation, even though we don't know exactly where it's coming from and, and how it's going to be divided. Did it get paid fully before um, he agreed to the performance. I think that's what they're saying. Or will it be, you know, half and half? We just don't know. There's not enough information on it. But that's that brings us back to problematic representation, right? Travis Scott received backlash for this, of course. A part of me is like, why'd you give in, Travis Scott? Like, that's that's how I honestly But a part feel. of me is like, the people that are critiquing, the people like Hove and Meek Mill and whoever else, why aren't they being like, you only did this for $500,000 towards Dream Corp. $500,000 to somebody like Jay-Z is a drop in a bucket. To so why didn't the major he artists, open nothing. a checkbook? Why didn't um, all the critics, all Maybe the people that, that say no, happen. why we, haven't they opened the we checkbook? Don't know why, you know what I'm saying? We don't know why it didn't happen at this time, but it'd be nothing for Travis Scott to have a fundraiser with all his millionaire friends and all the artists and they raise 500,000. But what it's you a lose point. what you lose is the estimated 100 million viewers. And then the other thing is we are bringing awareness to Yeah, his and then the Van other Jones thing I Foundation. think that we are doing too preliminary is talking about what they're going to do. We don't know what Travis Scott's set is going to look like. We don't know what he's going to dedicate it to. It's not it's not a guarantee that it's going to be the same model that he's been using for his Astro World tour. Yeah, yeah. He could be doing a social justice-based performance like the same Beyonce. way that Beyonce went on yeah. there and took NFL dollars and made her statement. You know, right. it, it could That's be true. the same thing, but we don't know. Everybody's just so um, focused on the fact, oh, he gave in and, you know, whatnot, whatnot, and we're not even giving him a chance to see what he does with this platform and what, you know, Big Boy does with this platform, and we don't know, but it brings us back to that. Is it better to have, is it better to embrace problematic representation in 
for progress or should we not embrace any kind of representation that is it positive and on task and on target? What do you think? I feel like, like I said, to start off our, our argument, I just, I have mixed feelings because it's just like, if we, if we feel a certain type of way about the NFL and what they've did, you know, what they've done to Colin Kaepernick, which is allegedly, okay. Allegedly (laughs) what they've done to Colin Kaepernick, which it seems pretty, I mean, from a logical sense, it seems like what they're doing makes sense because Colin Kaepernick is suing the NFL, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a good chance he might win. Mm-hmm. Hope you know, he does. I, well we, deserved. We, yeah, we all hope he does, and Rooted so that, that makes sense why he wouldn't be an employee because most companies don't let employees sue them and continue their employment. It doesn't work like that. You have right. to choose one, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I, I just have so many mixed feelings. But like do you the, think that problematic representation can be good? Can it push us forward and yeah, progress? Uh, most, most Shall we embrace it? Problemat- most, most of the companies started in America are somewhat problematic. From the things we buy to the things we consume, like they all have a problematic element. It just seems like with Travis Scott being who he is, he didn't necessarily have to do this. And I understand it was to give exposure to Van Jones Foundation. That's great. But it's just like, when do we get to a point where all people of color and POC, if we say we're going to do something, we do it and we all do it because other groups operate that way. And we'll, it doesn't, for me, it just doesn't seem like it was the right time to do it. That's all. I mean, he's still going to be one of my favorite artists. And this is just a... You know, it's just a a blimp in time. Like, a lot of us love Travis Scott. He had a phenomenal album, so we're still going to listen to the album. We're still going to go to his tours and stuff. It just seems like... Honestly, I... from If I'm thinking about... So for you, you don't think that it was worth it? You don't think that him doing it for the... I mean, I believe it was in 2015, the NFL, the Super Bowl got around 114 million viewers. And that was in 2015. That was before... You know, we had as many options as we have now in 2019 when it comes to streaming and whatnot. So the, those numbers could be double, triple, quadruple by now. Who knows? Um, or it could be less. So you think it's... I think it might be less because their ratings are going down a little right. bit. But the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. It is the biggest The biggest global stage, yeah. To be a com- like so many great commercials. Like, you know, I grew right. up watching the Coca-Cola commercials, you know. <laughs> Bud Light has great commercials, Doritos, all of that. So it, it is an opportunity for everyone to you know we got to we got to think he's he's not he's different from a lot of the other artists that have performed at the NFL because at the Super Bowl uh because he's a fairly new artist quote unquote new artist he doesn't have the tremendous um success of years and years under his belt the way Beyonce did That's very um, true. when she took that stage the way Maroon 5 has when That's they're about true. to take this stage for that the first true. time Justin Timberlake these are people that have been this is his first mainstream album right right last year was his first because i'm a fan of travis scott um but like yeah this this is definitely his first mainstream album that went everywhere um and it's just you know like this is what put him on like he had rodeo in 2015 he had birds in the trap sing um, in 2016, I listened to that a lot. I, I listened to that a lot when I was on 
um, when I was joining my organization or whatever. And then in 2014, he had Days Before the Rodeo, which was great, but it was still like, it was an underground, but it wasn't like, you know, he's moved into the bracket of like pop hip hop. So that's what I'm saying. He's he's had the last five years. It's definitely are pretty, a strategic play. How do we as a people celebrate his success and what this is probably going to do for his already incredible album sales? I mean, World went, you know, went number one, did his thing. How do we celebrate that for him and celebrate the success that that's going to bring him regardless but also address the fact that it is a pro it is problematic representation because you are taking this money and effectively saying i'm going to perform for this league that has again allegedly because this hasn't been proven in court yet so allegedly blackballed him allegedly yeah kept him kept him out so how do we celebrate without necessarily celebrating what the nfl has done to kaepernick it's hard what yeah. do you think? How it's, do we how do we navigate that? I, I'm not sure how we navigate it, just because, um, you know, he's a business person. He's his own person. He's doing this for his own self interest, as most of us do things for. So it's like I I I think it's gonna be a great performance because he's a great artist, and I'm happy for him. It just it would have been nice if. You know, if Jay-Z said no and Cardi B said no, I would want Travis Scott to say no. Did you want Gladys Knight to say no and Chloe and Haley as well? I mean, yeah. It Imagine, what, what would the Super Bowl be without any black entertainers? You know how powerful that is? Like... And that was a struggle. Maroon Five was trying to secure a performer of color for the for weeks and weeks yeah, and for weeks months, and weeks. Yeah, for months. For months, yeah. And, um... Yeah. It, it's just, I, I feel like we're more powerful together than we are split apart. And I think it's interesting that Chloe and Haley are going to be performing at the Super Bowl when they're signed under Beyonce and Beyonce is married to Jay-Z. And, you know, you would think that they wouldn't do this, but obviously it's a great platform because, like you said, it's it's 100 plus million people watching the Super Bowl. Not only that, you have all these commercials, you have all these businesses, and so it's really good publicity. And there's a saying in the industry all publicity is good publicity, whether it's good or bad. And it's kind of true because it puts you in the forefront of people's minds. They can see you and they're going to be talking about you. And as they talk about you, they're going to do research. They might buy stuff. It's it's a whole cycle. It's just interesting. I wanted him to hold out, but I see what he's doing. That's my, that's my final point. And I'm not trying to backpedal or anything. It's like, I understand what he's doing. I don't agree with it. But from a business standpoint, it is a great idea because it's such a huge platform. Why would you pass that up? Should Van Jones also, we talked, me and you on the side, you know, off mics, we've had this type of conversation that people who are involved in anything that's problematic or somehow criminal and are not the direct offenders should still be held accountable. So we're holding Travis Scott and, you know, I think people have left Gladys Knight alone because we're like, we feel you, girl. You've been doing this all your life and you get this. So we've just all like, okay, we're not even, yeah. we're not even talking we about her as strongly. We elders that to, have right. had a whole bunch of goodwill behind them to the account if they do a money grab. We're like, and and that's, a, right. that's a totally as different story. As long as it's not problematic, but yeah. yeah right. right, that's a totally different story. But like I said, do you think that Van Jones should then be held um, as accountable as we're holding Travis Scott? I no. Mean, you don't? He's he the started one that's, a foundation in the social the one reform. That is, he's the one that's accepting the money. So you're punishing somebody for taking the money and passing it off to someone, but we're not punishing the person he's passing it this off is, to. This is where I flip-flop, and I'm going to call myself out okay, on it. Okay, talk I to feel, me. I feel like this. So 
I don't care why the people that I might not agree with are helping me at a certain extent. Just as being black in America and stuff. Not everyone does stuff out of goodwill. I don't believe in altruism. I never have. No, I don't believe that. Everyone does something because either they see themselves in it, they identify with it, or it makes them feel... It's always a give and take, right? Mm -hmm. So... If someone's giving you some money to help you with what you want to do it, you take it. Like my grandmother taught me, even if they give you a rag, you take it. Even if you're not going to use it, you take it because that's them giving a gesture. And pretty soon they might give you something way better than that. You know, that's just how I was brought up. So I'm at the point where I'm like, politically, we should accept <laughs> the help we get. And sometimes there's level of problematic, you know, like this money was found on slavery and corruption, the blood of POC people. So let's make sure we, we all know where this money came from mm -hmm. and all the business ideas and how stuff is pushed on the poor and how certain people use certain products and they push other people out the barriers of entries to business and economics and all of that. So no money's clean at all. That's what I was going to say. No so so shall we be okay with, accepting dirty money as long as we are not the middle the person that's directly accepting it <laughs> i mean like, what are you doing with the money i mean personally I, it's like i feel yeah. you it's, it's just a it's a again it's a hard line because what do you think though like because i gave my spiel of why i said yeah you accept the dirty money if you're gonna do something good with it what I, about you mm, see i'm like halfway in i'm like in a gray area and i'm trying so hard one to be black and, and white <laughs> yeah i'm like because i'm like like you you know this is five hundred thousand dollars that's gonna go to kids and you know and a great organizations that's doing great things um to keep kids out of prison to build more um programmers more people that are going to college and doing just doing other doing things yeah stuff, doing positive yeah. things for people of color and it's like how can i argue against that but how can i also accept this money that's keeping my people down at the same time and telling you know black players you can't stand up for your people and you can't do it while you're playing our game so you have to live two lives if that's what you want to do and, and at this point with social media and technology you can't even have two lives because the life that you're living outside your job blends very easily we've seen that with people getting fired for the type of things they say out you know online and whatnot so with that said it's like I'm, I'm halfway in and halfway out like yes i think we should take the money if travis scott is gonna go up there and again like i said do a beyonce-esque type of performance and you know bring some awareness in some way or another well, whether it's the costume or okay? that's what i was gonna say whether it's the costume or it's um the, the music choice or the performers or whatever the case is um then i don't think it's such a bad thing but if he doesn't then we're back to he did it for his own self-interest and as a fan it's gonna have to be up to you to decide should i support him and and his self-interest or should i support the message that we as people we as you know black people and by extent you know brown people are are trying to uh put out there about police brutality so it's it's a hard fine line for me right i just think it's that all around yeah i just uh, but i do think way. i what i don't think where i'm disagreeing with you is that i think everybody should be held accountable if van jones is accepting that money and we are tearing travis scott apart on online platforms and media outlets for doing this we should also be doing it to van jones because he is the one that's accepting the money <laughs> so yeah. it's for me it's just about all around accountability we can't shit on one person for making this action right. um, for choosing this path and then 
not shit on the people that are on his back doing it. Van Jones is on Travis' back doing it. He's yeah. just not going to be the one on the he's mic. He's not in the forefront. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he's still the one yeah. accepting the money. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a very hard line for me. But again... It shows it's, how human we are. We can't be all... We can't. Right. We can't. I want to support my guy hard. and be like, this is a young, this is so big. Like, it's he, huge. This is huge. He is performing at the he's Super Bowl. Yeah, he's he's in his been, twin. This he's is only, only been doing music for like five, six years. Five, six like, years unfolding for real. as an artist, and you get to perform on at a stage the Super that Bowl legends, legends have performed the, at. If not the best album of 2018. I think going forward as a, as a people, it's going to start getting harder and harder for us to. Look at things black and white. Um, a lot black of these, and white. a lot of these companies Nothing. are are doing things to brush off backlash, right? Pepsi just roped uh, Cardi B into doing some kind of commercial after the disastrous of that commercial, of that commercial yeah. they had with Kendall Jenner. Right. So these companies are smartening up, and they're like, you know what? I'm having problems with the black people. Let me go put some black people on the forefront of my message or whatever. But at it is. the same but time, but is that is that's what I'm saying? How Pepsi do we, does how a do lot for the black community how as do, well, even though their product is like that. Shit'll give you diabetes. <laughs> You drink a little too much. But, I mean, it, it all right. goes. It, it's not just that. That'll give you diabetes. But, you know, so does BAP for you. But period. here we are marketing a product to our people, from our people, that we so know is not good. Are you going to criticize Cardi B for it? That, I, that I we know it. increase. Uh, obesity rates <laughs> that we know, you know, this, this, it's, Pepsi. it's problematic. It's just this problematic representation. <laughs> and it's, um, you see how I skipped over your question of if I'm gonna, <laughs> you, you gonna go I, at Cardi B? <laughs> Hell nah. Hell nah. Go get that money, girl. <laughs> money bag, money bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, it's, it's, pro it's hard. It's hard. And this line is just getting harder and harder. I'm very excited that Outcast, Big Boy from Outcast, is gonna take the stage. I'm very excited that we mm -hmm. at least he dropped got one. Thing. At least those petitions and everything that came out, we got we got two, three things. We got representation from Atlanta at the Super Bowl, and right. that hasn't always been the case. The Super Bowl hasn't always. Beyonce's never performed at the Super Bowl in Texas. She's taking care of Super Bowls in yeah, other parts of the huge. world. So a, a lot of times, but I'm sure Houston is probably. I mean, they'll probably but get a Super Bowl soon enough. Right, know, right. But know. I'm saying that the NFL has never. Um, Gone, done that. They're they're they've never been the ones to they're cater not the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're local not, talent. They're yeah. not. Yeah, they're yeah. not promoting. They're not going to Texas and being like, okay, we got to book Beyonce. We're going to Cali. Okay, let's book Lady Gaga. Nah, they book Lady Gaga for Houston and they booked Beyonce and Bruno Mars and all that for the Northern California and yeah. you know. So it's they've never done that before. So this isn't a tradition that they're following. This is something completely new where they're bringing in uh, three artists, essentially four artists, because um the girls are you know a duo group. Uh, for artists that are locally sourced. And I think that's very exciting for Atlanta and, you know, everything that Atlanta has to bring. Right. And on, on the flip side, totally going off that, uh, you know, Super Bowl 53 is taking over Atlanta and we're expected a over 150,000 people coming from out of town and over a million people to be moving and shaking and vibing to events from the club life, um, nightlife, to daytime activities, the to be lit. award but shows. But I think our city yeah. can handle it. It's not like the city is New York or whatever. Like Atlanta is an emerging city. Like there's a, you know, there's a lot going on here, but mm -hmm. it's still country-esque. 
you know, there's a lot of space over here. So it's like, I think the city can handle all of that. The only thing the city can't handle is the parking. And the traffic. And the traffic. And, and then the there's Uber nothing, prices. There's nothing, there's nothing Atlanta can do about it either because the way the highway is set up, like when you're coming downtown, there's just so many exits right beside each other and everyone's going to be going that way. Mm-hmm. So that's going to back up traffic. If you're coming to Atlanta or if you're a pedestrian <laughs> in Atlanta, please drive safe like you know maybe that's why they put the phone rule in order so there wasn't a whole bunch of accidents on the highway what we need to be excited about especially as you know nods and bobs being a music and film uh podcast is really how this is an opportunity if you are you know an up-and-coming artist you need to be finding a showcase you need to, to be performing. you need to be performing you need to be finding you know and if you you're need a to be business your person CDs. you need to you need to have your shit in order you need to have the business cards you need to have your website up Everything. it's a little too late for the oh i'm trying to get no my nigga like it's if you're time. not legit this is not your weekend yeah it's time. i highly doubt anything is going to happen for you if you don't have your ducks in order because you knew this was coming. I'm excited. I'm excited for Atlanta businesses, Atlanta creatives, and Atlanta yeah. music yes. and film. I'm excited crazy. for what that's going to do it's for that. But again, it's all about sourcing the opportunity and, and seeing who does that and, and where we go. I mean, the clubs have all major clubs from Opium. Um, Opium's gonna be Opium packed. down to the lounges, Alibi, down to compound, shit, down to gold. You know the they've celebrities all, are gonna be out. They're yeah, all gonna all be over at Linux. They're they, all. No one's gonna be. <laughs> shut like, up, yeah. Chino. Shut up. Shut be, up. They're gonna be everywhere. Everybody's gonna be everywhere. All the ballers, all the hustlers. Everybody moving. Now's around the time in the to copy your sugar daddy, ladies. Yes, it is. Everybody just needs to people that are from Atlanta, from the business people to the creatives to wherever wherever field you fall into that you can make some money with large crowds and a large um this is a Have time your shit this is in free order. This is free <laughs> advertising. This is free. You know, you you're, the crowd is coming to you. So now it's about what you do. The economy is supposed to have an economical impact of over $180 million. So I'm excited to see what this weekend is going to look Huge like for us. So let's move on. We can talk about some more local talent. Uh, you want to get into the future? Future. So Future is going to be out here for Super Bowl weekend. Um, he is doing his own events. He is headlining the As Maxim party, which is one of the biggest parties Super Bowl weekend. We're now a week in from Future's album, right. The Wizard. Um, 20 tracks. It went number one on, on Billboard, Billboard 200, and yeah. it is his sixth album to do so. Uh, what do we think? It went number one, so people are responding to it. Yeah, people are responding to it, but uh, are you responding to it? How we feel about the wizard? Personally, I'm not. I'm not listening to it. It's not on repeat. I won't be going back to the project. I listened to it. I love Future, but it just it wasn't for me. Um, so I won't be returning to it. Yeah, there's a few songs that I like um, on it, but I it's just it's just not my project. I just. I guess I was wanting more, but I, as a fan, I have to realize my expectations don't mean anything. And so if we're strictly talking about the music, um, I do think he is stepping away from such a, he's stepping away from the negativity and the being on drugs and being honest. I'm sure a lot of you went and watched his interviews that he put out. And so we know he's moving in a different direction. Um, it's just, it wasn't my favorite album at all. 
So I I won't be returning to it. What about you? What did you think? Future didn't surprise me, and he didn't surprise himself. That's just how I feel about it. That's coming from a, the not surprising me. It's coming from both a fan and just somebody that likes listening to music. Now, I haven't, I'll admit that I haven't been following Future since he dropped his first ever, you know, um, track. I've, I'm not that fan. I got into Future when he became a little bit more mainstream. Right. Uh, so, maybe that's the reason why I don't I didn't see a lot of growth and difference in this album from some of his past albums that could be it or it really could just be that there really was not you know right. any growth or any any surprise or whatnot I know that future makes bangers I can always expect yeah. a banger from future and his singles I think sound really good yeah they sound, they sound like good. jumping jumping on a jet and crushed up I remember when I put him on in the car they sound amazing. They're well mastered. All of that. Like he just. I mean. Nobody is doubting that yeah. Future doesn't he can't a, make good a, music and doesn't make like, good music. I personally, call the corner was good. Talk shit like a preacher. Um, those were the ones that I really like. First, first off with Travis Scott is is cool. I don't really think it's gonna pick up that much, but I I love seeing Travis Scott and Future together. That's a good collab. Um, it's good for the city of Atlanta. I'm sure while we're riding around, we'll see a lot of people bumping the album. Oh, absolutely! And and, and the clubs I are gonna won't. bump that album. You know, for <laughs> the for the next couple of weeks, uh, especially this upcoming weekend when there's right. gonna be so many people in town. Future is definitely gonna be on rotations by Don't these DJs. Think? But I, but like I said, it just wasn't. I wanted him to tell me something else. You want it growth, or or yeah, I just wanted growth. But I, I've read from credits and I, critics, and I read from other people, you know, just online and whatnot, that this is this is his last album with this sound. That mm -hmm. it seems that after this album, that this was the wrap up of this part of his life with the drugs and the hoes and the partying and the rich shit. I heard that from a lot of people and a lot of fans that have been longtime fans longer than me. That that's what this album was. So of course it sounds the same, and of course it sounds a little plateaued because this is his mm -hmm. last ode to that future that we know, and we can expect a new one. I'm gonna wait until we get another future album. Maybe it might be next year or two years from now for me to really decide if The Wizard is a project that I love or not. So it might take me two years to develop my opinion on that, just because. I need to see if there's gonna be growth after it. If Future gives me the same Future, if he drops a couple of singles eight months from now and it's the same thing that I've felt on The Wizard, then you already know what my opinion is gonna be. But every time that I listened to it, and which was upwards of three times, I zoned out. And so for that reason, that's why I'm saying I just it just didn't move me. And I can't even name any specific songs because it was just kind of going in the background. I was cleaning the kitchen and listening to it. That's the first time I listened through it. Then I was riding in the car with you we listened to it a little bit yeah. um riding in and other cars listen to it out. yeah so in my room in listening we're to like, it eh. it just it just yeah. didn't it didn't grab me the way yeah. that i wanted to but at the same time we talked about the super bowl i think this was a strategically placed album absolutely just for the simple fact like it's atlanta this is his city you know he's renowned known worldwide or whatever he just had a hell of a tour um last year and now he's locked in one of the biggest again i'm going to emphasize this maxim is one of the biggest 
events that is going to be out here. Super so it's Bowl just weekend. all album promotion. And plus, we heard he got a $50 million new deal. So, like, you know, he's he's working. Yeah. It's nothing. I don't believe in nothing is coincidental, none of that. Like, this was, hey, we're going to give you something to put out to the world before the Super Bowl. Get your marketing up. People going to play your old stuff. Like, yeah. we want we want to make sure that you're on top in January. And he, he is. He's the biggest he's artist. Top, he's the course. biggest artist out in January. There's no competition right now with um, other pride there's no other projects he's competing oh, projects, with projects, yeah there's projects. no other projects i'm like i don't competing. know he might be competing <laughs> with a couple artists because nah, let he's me just tell not competing you, for projects right now for like, projects. nobody no, no, no. dropped I mean, anything listen, as big it is we are about to edge into february now like you know it's still january so for now i think he does hold that and like i said people are responding this is his seventh album uh, and it's been about two years since he dropped an album. We know that he dropped the mixtape Beast Mode 2, and we know that he curated the Superfly right. uh, movie soundtrack. He also did some songs on there, but this is his first album in about two years, and this one, you know, I think it was announced today, yeah. um, which today, for you guys listening to this, will be a couple days later, uh, that his album went number one on Billboard 200. So congratulations yeah. to him. You know, yeah. again, Congrats never want to never wanna wish bad on my Free people. Bands. I always want them to... Elevate and go up and get those streams and get those fans. But for me, future, I'm, I'm waiting for you to surprise me a little bit, baby. We're both we gonna waiting see. for something else, but it's all good. We know we know you did it for a reason, so whatever. I was going to jump on you because you said that he's not competing with anybody else. I was going to say, the hell he is. He's competing <laughs> with J. Cole, who has been on fire for me. Yeah. I, let's let's jump yeah. into J. Cole. J. Cole How'd you dropped like Middle Child. Loved it. Okay. And I'm going to get into why. J. Cole dropped Middle Child. Recently, it was released on Wednesday, January 23rd. So it's been about, you know, it's a week in rotation. And he's dropped five albums in this in the last seven years. Right. Um, hopefully, Middle Child will make it onto a future project that's coming soon. He did kind of hint towards that an album is going to be that's coming this year. That's a collab album, but I think he will drop a separate album. No, no, no. I'm talking about, album. yeah, I know he's doing the collab, Revenge of really? the Dreamers yeah. 3. I yeah. think it's under his dream veil. Yeah. Um, but I'm not talking about that one. I was reading some reports online and stuff that said that he might be dropping a project a solo later album. on. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we get more of Middle Middle Child, but before I run off at the mouth, tell me what you think about Middle Child. Middle Child is uh, it's cool. I I like it. Um, I like the lyrics. I like the rollout, even though it was kind of confusing. Like he definitely did a major album rollout just for the single. Um, but you know, he did deleting all his Instagram posts and then <laughs> yeah. he was and putting up other all things. those random famous people pictures. Well, they were stuff. middle child. They were middle kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, why he was yeah, posting yeah, yeah. them. That they little were all interaction he had yeah. with um, what's that guy's Children. name? The dude from Malcolm in the Middle. That was great. Um, so I I like the song. Um, I really like the song, but I don't know if I'm gonna be listening to it that much. I'm still stuck on a lot. Um, that J. Cole featured I'm glad on you brought that up. with 21 One Savage. One of my favorite songs. I feel right. like both of us, our hype level is the same when it comes yeah. to the song a lot. Huge J. Cole stand, and he's from my state, North oh Carolina, who's straight out there of Raleigh and shit, representing yeah. in Atlanta. It's still 919 over here and now shit. He went, now he went <laughs> from being a traffic reporter to being a DJ shouting out his city. Let's go. Um, I'm glad you brought up a lot, though, because... 
middle child gives me the same feeling of a lot. So I'm going to backtrack yeah. a little bit. 2018, to me, was a phenomenal year for J. Cole, the very yeah. hidden J. Cole. I love J. Cole for a couple of reasons. One of them is that I don't know anything about J. Cole's life. I don't know anything about his personal life. And you know what? I don't want to fucking know. She I love, care. I love that I don't know anything and that all I focus on when I talk about J. Cole and hear J. Cole and pull up J. Cole is his goddamn music. Because that is his music, in my opinion, this might just be a fan talking. I love it. And I love that for him as an artist, he's developed this brand and this name and this aura that's always about his music. So saying that, J. Cole hasn't always been the type of artist that's, in my opinion, responsive to certain things. But in less than a month, he's dropped two songs that I feel that have had that responsive kind of aura to it, that responsive vibes. Do you think that people are embracing that? Are you, as somebody that like J. Cole, are you embracing the fact that he's being a little bit more responsive now? I mean, in a lot, he was clearly responding to critics. He's yeah. talking about people telling I him that do. he should have more features, he I should do. have more this. So this is J. Cole that we're seeing now is like, I'm going to talk my shit because I've earned talking my shit. And I'm going to be on features if y'all want me to fucking be on features. But like I said, last year I went platinum with no features. Right. Um, and I could keep doing it. But because this is what y'all want, here you go. And right. you already know what's about to happen. I really appreciate he's showing growth as an artist. Um, Talk to me in what way? What because, kind of growth? Because J. Cole kind of comes off as like, he's not... He's not old or anything, but he's kind of like an old soul. He moves like that. He's not on social media. He doesn't do Love all it. That. Yeah, he puts... His music is better than most of you niggas, period. Mm -hmm. It just is. We don't care. We don't want to hear your bullshit that sounds like Cole. We like J. Cole. He's He's been on fire, you know, um, and he's dropped some pretty good projects. I didn't really jump at KOD like that okay. when I first heard it. When I went back... I do like it. I didn't um, jump at For Your Eyes Only like yeah, that. Yeah, no For one Your did. Eyes Only no took me did. a second to like. The only thing mm. that I liked was the song, uh, you see my nervous think I'm feeling like that. That shit I like was good. I like the songs, but I'm saying it took me a while to jump into it. <sighs> Usually when J. Cole drops something, yeah. I jump. That's I'll, one artist I'll say I make an exception for. I jump into J. Yeah. Cole's projects I'll almost like immediately. I love tracks on there, them. really, that I listen to on repeat. Um, and so but, I... This brings me back to, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, this brings me back to what we were saying about future, right? And wanting to see growth and stuff. What I love about J. Cole as an artist is that I feel like every time he drops something, I'm learning something else about him. Yeah. And he's changing his dynamics in some way. And I guess when it came to future, that's what I wanted. 2014 Forest Hill Drive, I feel like opened him up to the world. Like, it's like yo, this is my life. Mm-hmm. Kind of a story album, kind of not, but really great lyrics. That's Everyone when he kind of loved, put his foot down. And everyone was like, this loved is me. it. He opened up his old house in Fayetteville. It's kind of like a museum. Then he let some people stay in the house. They rented it from him and shit. Like he told his story, dropped a documentary, all of that. Everyone was like, he was on fire. Mm, after that, a few of the projects, hit or miss, whatever. But like, I do like the fact that he's showing a lot of growth. He is switching it up. We've seen him. With the responsive feel. Yeah, you're pulling yeah, yeah. back to that. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you were saying you think people are going to embrace still, it? Yeah, this content is still good. But we're just saying, just like Future, hey, we just want to see something else. We know you're great. We still love you. We're always going to love you. But we want to see something else because we wanna, we're your fans and we want to grow with you. Mm -hmm. So we want to see some growth. 
and we're growing too so mm-hmm. we'd like to keep listening to you um so i really appreciated that he's doing something different the beats sound different mm-hmm. i know he's a producer the samples yeah, as well he does make good. simple you know simple beats and raps on them and that sounds great he did that on his last album kod um but it'd be nice to it'd be nice to hear him with a different sound different like sound, same okay. lyrical content with a different sound same lyrical same storytelling you, you yeah, think yeah, same yeah. Re- do you agree with the same responsive feel as well but just yeah. different like beats, a like conscious like conscious rap and stuff like like that's his lane he's mm-hmm. really good at it he makes really great music he has a hell of a discography and so i'm excited to see what comes next i'm excited for the collab I'm excited for his own project, and it is good to see him, you know. Um, talk his shit. Yeah, talk what? his shit and move with the times. Like, yeah. yeah, it's great that you are out of here. You're not on social media, but we as fans want to interact with you. Right. Not just when you're on tour. You know, we want to interact with J. Cole, so thank you for doing that. For giving us a little yeah. bit. For giving us yeah. a window, because we don't need everything. He gives us a window. Yeah, we don't need everything. a window, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I it's his development is so interesting to me. I think as an artist, he really just like you said, his lane is the the conscious rapping, um, and he's really done great in that lane. He has a couple people that I've also I think people like you know Wale, Kendrick Lamar. These are these are their kind of lanes where they're quote unquote conscious rap. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. not talking about <laughs> doing drugs, selling right, drugs, right, right. partying. Hoes, it's not a whole bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it's a little shit. bit deeper, a little bit below the surface level shit that we hear. I'm I'm super hyped for the direction that he's taking and you're right the sound is still you know where he be doing the simple beats or the samples and Did then you listen to he's his features lyrical of all last year like So he had 10 features last right. year yes and I listened to a couple of them um off the jump, we're not going to talk about a lot yet or again because I think we've established we both fuck with a lot really tough. Right. I fucked with Tribe um, and I fucked with Pretty Little Fears so, yeah. so, That Pretty so Little Fears hard. was great. It was Pretty great. Little Fears, I mean. Shout out Black, to Black. Black and J. Cole on one out, like one song was everything I needed. Imagine if Black would have dropped his album in January instead of last year and he would have been involved in the Super Bowl. That would have been great. Black, Honestly. Man. It'd been crazy. Now, I, you know what? I'm not going to say that because there's just too much going on right now. I liked when Black dropped his album. I followed that really, really closely. He's an emerging artist. That I would have, be a great platform. You're right. I have, I, have a, I have a personal like connection to his last album. I loved it. I mean, I love. there's yeah. not a track that I didn't love. Yeah. Pretty Little Fears was just like a cherry on top when I saw that it featured J. Cole. I mean, it, it's just a great collab. My favorite one... Is of last year. Well, he had... Actually, let's run through them. So he had Zendaya, who he had with somebody named Kaz. Who signed to Dreamville. Boblo Bo. Boblo Bo. Boblo Bo. With Royce 5'9". That's probably one of my favorite ones. Okay. It's a story. Um, we'll it's definitely, definitely a story. Yeah, we'll definitely have to play it one time for y'all, but it's it's great. OSOM with J-Rock. I love that. Um, Don't cross me because I... Yo, that shit was hot. (laughs) So I loved the video. It was shot in Durham, the city next to me and Raleigh and shit. So like, shout out, shout out to North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, it has a little bit of a home feel. Um, Tribe, like we said. Right, right. Tribe was... was, I didn't really like Tribe that much, but it was okay. I I liked... I made it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was was okay. 
Um, I, I liked Night Job. The one it he reminded, did with, uh, like, listen, Night Job with J. Cole and Boss J. Cole, was great. Boss is one. Boss Black is, is one. also signed to Dreamville. Um, Drake so. is one. J. Cole has certain artists that he collaborates with and where they just great. blend so seamlessly But didn't he surprise you with 21 Savage? Surprised the shit out of me. And he... Killed, killed it. Killed it. <laughs> killed it. And you know J. Cole loved doing his little talking on the mic a little bit before he started. When he started talking about 21 Savage bringing his kids to the studio with him. And I actually watched a Breakfast Club interview with 21 Savage when he talked about that. Um, and it was just, it's crazy how they came together. He said J. Cole hit him up and was like, listen, I'm out here. Let's get in the studio. And 21 was like, I got my kids. He's like, bring them with you. And this magic between these two people who yeah. are an unlikely pair a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you went and you really went, went, it wouldn't be it, the first collab that you think of. It wouldn't but be. But we're glad And it I've had out. that damn song on fucking repeat. Every, it's the morning ritual for it me. It is. I get up. I get up in the morning. I be and feeling as soon his as vibes. I get in like, my, yeah, that's how I feel. As soon as I get in my car... I've already played it once at the crib. When I get in my car, I'm playing a lot. Like, as I'm pulling out of my spot. Like, it's, it hypes it's just me so up. great. It's, it hypes me it's up. Great. I, I agree, though. If I had to choose between Night Job um, and Tribe, I, Night Job every time. Night, I'm night on job my Night Job. Yo, that shit is hot. Every that shit time. is hot. I love listening to that shit before I go to the club and I'm all dressed up. I'll be like, yeah, I'm that bitch. Yeah, listening yeah, to yeah. Night Job. Did so, you like Soinger? Uh, Soldier. I didn't get a. I didn't get a chance to listen through that. Too, that's a good one. That's a good much. one. That's a good one. Um, I have to go back. And I didn't really that. like say nah with Moneybag. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I didn't even know he had a song with Moneybag. Yo, when I saw yeah, that, that was a very surprising one The album rollout wasn't as big. I like Moneybag. Yeah, yo, but the album was like. Is, you know, yeah, it Money was Bag what it was. has a couple songs that I fuck with too. I just didn't really, um, I ain't tuned into this one too hard. Like I right. said, the ones that I really had on repeat from the ten that ten features he did last year um, were really tribe. Uh, my boy, I can't believe we skipped my boy with Wale. You know my huh? boy? Yeah, I listen to it. It's it's cool. Y'all did. Did y'all hear how he just gave me that? That's cool. That damn low, <laughs> low voice yeah, reaction it's, it's, to it's my cool. excitement. Yeah. You didn't <laughs> fuck with my boy? I mean, it was good, but I didn't like Let me the tell beat. you why I fucked with my boy. And I only know this because now I have, living in Atlanta, I have so many friends that are from like the DC, DMV area. Me too. My so, closest friends are from the DMV. I loved it because in... In my boy, Wale uh, made a lot of cultural references from the lingo that they use. Yeah. Um, you know, he was saying like Mo and stuff Mo. like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved it because it was, he brought like a little, not only his consciousness like he always does, but also a little bit of his cultural, um, that DMV culture, that DC culture Love the it. DMV. So that's why I, li I liked my boy and I just like the beat. And again, yeah. there's some people that... J. Cole just links up with and, and it just worked. And yeah. my boy worked for me. 21 I, Savage, 1,000, I mean, trillion percent worked for me. Um, bass Bass, is it Bass Bass? It's uh, Boss. Boss. He works for me. Every I can't wait. I want them to drop more boss music bass. together. <laughs> but J. Cole, J. Cole, on fire. I'm looking forward to what he does um, with that upcoming album, and I'm looking forward to this responsive feel. Talk your shit, J. Cole. Your fans are Talk backing your you up. Shit. Your fans are 1,000 backing you up. You, if you haven't right. heard a lot with 21 Savage, you fucking missing out. Y'all heard a lot, man. We not y'all missing we, out. Y'all, y'all heard that shit. We gonna pivot a little bit though. Um, from Film. J. Cole, yeah, yeah. from Future, from Super Bowl. We're excited for that. Next week, we're gonna bring you our reviews on how Super Bowl went out here. 
um, just, you know, how it went down, what we did, what they do, what we saw, what we didn't see, all the traffic we got caught up in. We'll bring it to you. But we're going to pivot again to film. The first one that we wanted to talk about coming out February 8th, starring the Taraji P. Henson is What Men Want. It comes out again February 8th, 2019. So um, coming up pretty soon. The screenplay, among Y'all make sure others, to go see that. Make sure to go see it because the screenplay, among other uh, screenwriters, is Tina uh, was done by Tina Jordan Chisholm, who also was a screenplay writer for Drumline and ATL. Phenomenal writer. I grew up off ATL. I used to watch that show. Yeah, um, I watched that it a movie on times. rerun because you know it's just great. You know, shout out to Ti and uh, Lauren London and all of them that put that film together. It was so great. Um, I'm actually looking forward to the movie. Uh, Taraji P. Henson has had a hell of a year. Um, I really feel like in recent times, Hidden Figures was where we got to see her be the star in all that she is. And it was like, I mean, she's had a long career, but it was like that put her like that performance should have won more awards. Like yeah. she was great in that. Um, but what I like about Taraji, just to pull back a little bit, is that she's, and I don't know if this is what you were about to say, she's really starred in movies that have made her, and, and you know, TV shows and whatnot, that have made her stretch out who she is. You know, she goes from being cookie on Empire to representing uh, one of the, the first black women uh, to help us get to space. Working to at NASA and shit, yeah. Working at NASA, yeah. to now bringing us a comedy film, you know, What Men Want, yeah. to jumping, if we jump all the way back to Baby Boy. I'm so, I'm, baby know? Boy is what so, put her on the map. But oh, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. She, her, I love her the diversity of yeah. her films and... Um, I think she's a great actor. Shout out to Taraji, especially for getting the star on the Walk of Fame. Yes, that is huge. And I think she's been she's, getting it. Yo, she's amazing. been having a hell of a run the last two hell three of a years. Run. She's but just well been in deserved. so many movies. Yeah, she it's it's very well deserved. Taraji moved to I believe it was Hollywood or L.A. or whatnot. She when she moved was young there. with her son. Yeah. When she was young, but she wasn't she wasn't that young. She wasn't what people consider. Um, the young to jump into something. Yeah, She's yeah. she was supposed to at the age that she moved out there with seven hundred dollars in her pocket. I'll never right. forget that because she says that every time. Yep. Um, she wasn't, you know, a lot of people probably put it in her head like, listen, I don't know if you're going to get the roles that you think. And now we are, we're here years and years later and she's getting a star on the Walk of Fame and she's done all these different roles. And I think that she's done a lot of work unrecognized to me not enough people not enough of us talk about people like taraji um p i have i have a couple other women black women that have been in films for years and years and years and we've seen them kill a lot of black centric films and all kinds of other films and we don't talk about how they have helped diversify the role that black women not only in their blackness. Now we have black women from the Caribbean. We have black women from the United, different parts of the States. We have black women from all other parts of the world that are coming up in, in these films and whatnot. But we also have black characters that aren't just playing those stereotypical characters that are attached to. And Taraji has been, I think, in my opinion, one of the black women that has been knocking down that door of playing different roles. I'm not only the loud cookie, you know, I'm also... Uh, Miss Johnson, you know, who was at NASA doing this. I'm also 
back to being loud and crazy on baby boy she's diverse in every role that she takes i think she really commits to it and kills it so i'm I excited agree. for what what I men agree. want is gonna look like on this show she plays not this show on this movie she plays a i believe a sports agent who gets the ability to read men's mind which hmm. i would never want yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so it'll be exciting to see could her you in that imagine role. that like fellas could you could you imagine if women could read our mind like i'd be walking around paranoid as hell um that is crazy. I think it's going to be a good movie. Um, so, again, definitely go check that out. Definitely go check that out. And, I mean, let us know what you think. Hit us up. Um, you know, on our social medias and yeah, whatnot. But we'll, I, I want to ask you something before we get off of, you know, Taraji and what she's done and, and this movie and um, just women behind and in front of the scenes. How do you think that we as a people can do better to support them. Because I remember when I first told you about what men want, you didn't know off the jump that, you know, Tina Gordon Chisholm was one of the screenplay writers and um, she's also done this movie and this movie. So what do you think that we can do to be more supportive with these movies? These are the type of movies that we need to uh, be supporting as well as we supported Black Panther. Black Panther was one of the movies that really showed... Um, a collective support among you know among black people we went out in droves to see this movie dressed up we did all this and i feel like when it comes to movies that are just a black woman lead or you know written by a black woman do we give it as much as attention you know netflix released a bunch of movies um with black women as and the TV lead shows, characters yeah. and tv shows and Maybe it's just me. Maybe my memory is failing me. But from what I remember, there wasn't as much um, excitement generated. Black Panther was really that one black-centric movie that I saw last year that we just went out to support. Well, we have power and we have insecure. A lot of so people. So much buying power. Oh, oh, power, power of the show. Power, power of the show. We do have power. buying power. My larger point is we have to we have to go out and support like just like we did black panther like we have to go out and interact with the film we have to tell others about it and you know the the power of the black dollar is great so that's all we have to do. We just have to go support. We have to talk to other people about it. Um, you got to encourage your friends, man. You yeah. got to have these conversations. Like, Not only oh, you that, heard that your no, for no all movie, creatives. Uh, in. You know, you got to talk yeah. to your friends about that. Yeah. And because word that's of mouth is the best marketing. That's sure. how things spread. But we also have to do, like, as a creative, we got to hire more black women, period. Period. We have to give them avenue. We have to give them avenues to succeed. They're already empowered. We just have to give them the opportunity. The biggest thing we can do is not block them. Right. You know? Um, and not box them. Like, you yeah, mentioned don't put insecure. Them in boxes. Yeah. And insecure was one of those. Sh I'm an insecure fanatic. Me Shout too. out to Isa Ray. It's a social phenomenon. I love the way black Twitter comes on black Twitter and we're all yeah. live tweeting. And it's, it's the beautiful. Best it's moment. beautiful. It, insecure, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I said that one of the only movies that I've, I saw a lot of um, community support for, insecure was one of them. Power was also one that got a lot, a lot of community support from black people. So it wasn't just. Um, uh, Black Panther, but to to add on to your point, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's just about doing our research, encouraging our friends, and knowing what we're supporting, you know, and, and really going out and supporting our people. The more we go out and support our people and, in, you know, interact with it online or at the theaters, whatever it is, 
there's more opportunity for them to be in movies. If there is a demand for black actors and black actresses and brown actors and brown actresses in movies because brown and black people are showing up in large groups to watch these movies, they're going to be casted for more roles. More roles are going to be written for them because at the end of the day, as fucked up as this is, people are going to make content that makes them money. Nobody is, you know, at least the the big scheme players, the the big um, movie, you know, producing companies, they are going to produce films. Yeah, that the people are going to come out and and see. Shout out to Shonda Rhimes, too, because she's... Shonda! Yeah, she makes great content, content. and we all talk about it How to get away with murder. How to get away with murder. Scandal, like all of that. We definitely, I I, I wouldn't say that we do a bad job. I'm just saying that I think that we could do a better job. Um, especially when it comes to, I think we do a phenomenal job when it comes to movies featuring black men. I think automatically we jump it. I think that when it comes to movies featuring black women, we have to do a little bit more convincing. Girls Trip was huge this year. It's so crazy that you brought that up because that's what I was going to say next. Or Girls last Trip year, was sorry. one of the first ones that there was just this huge marketing plan huge. put behind it and it and it, it showed it, it showed. showed hey if you back this we can make you money and not only that we are mad talented and i really mad appreciated talented. it that I movie was amazing yeah it was, it was comical and, and it sh- a lot again, of great themes showed showed black women in other roles you know we had a magazine um editor we or a writer you know we had somebody that was into writing self-help books these are different characters um we had a mom that was featured on there real like into her mom life and then we had tiffany haddish crazy ass that ah. yeah, she played her role however she played it right. but they, it was and it showed like friendship and family and love and and just casual sex and it showed all these other things that insecure does a good job too of showing black people just living and right. instead of just being a story about being black we've moved into actually showing creating content that's showing black people of blackness the hu- yeah. humanizing blackness humanizing we're not just it. butlers and we're not maids. yeah we're not gangsters we have regular and thugs lives we have and jobs thugs we hate. and prostitutes and we have boyfriends we are, regu- we are regular <laughs> we regular regular people like and i think that's what's beautiful about it and i am very excited as a black filmmaker and black creative um, and someone in the business that like is now is the time. Now the time floodgates are open, so go create. That's go create. the biggest thing I can and say. Go, go create, create outside and of go what support people, other POC. You know, because what other people expect you to create. We don't. We don't always expect you to create the slave movie or the slave narrative. Like I we hate want that. other. We want I hate other that. content. We are way more and what than do we that, want? Yeah. We want it made by our people because there's nobody that could talk about the black experience like the black people. Right. Right. Storytelling is in. How you do it is up to you. Make it good and we'll How you we'll market come it to is it. what's yeah. going to make the difference. Yeah, market it and the content of it. You know, people will give you a chance. So just do it. Um, so again, all creatives, go create. Um, our last topic, I think, before we, we close this, uh, have you watched American Meme? I have. Yo, the have y'all Meme. seen American Meme on Netflix? It y'all came should go out check that out. Last year? In April, right. April 27, 2018, it's a documentary produced by Netflix, um, sponsored, produced by Netflix. And what it attempts to do is explain and dissect Internet fame and new celebrity culture, because in the last decade, two decades, we've shifted what the definition of celebrity at first, celebrity used to be attached to movie stars, artists, and whatnot. And now, with the rise of social media and technology, we've seen a new kind of celebrity. People that get internet famous, Instagram, Vine, Snapchat, um, and then, you know, unravel from their 
internet fame and branch out into other fields or, or go even higher in the field that they started their right. internet fame with. So this documentary attempts to kind of dissect that. Dissect I, that I and give it. you a inner like give you a, a bird's eye view of like what the life of those social media influencers, those influencers uh, go through on a day-to-day basis. I think one thing that I really appreciated about the doc was it started off with Paris Hilton because she is like, you know how Soulja Boy was claiming, hey, I was the first artist on the internet, da 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 Paris Hilton was the first like celebrity to become famous for just being herself and being in the public eye, you know? She automatically became like the party girl kind of overnight like mm-hmm. you know she she became Definitely this, overnight. this internet sensation and she was in everything yeah and you know she was just visible and it it was just great to see that like hey she started it off because i kind of forgot about her she's been kind of quiet in the last few years yeah she's even been though working she, on other things yeah the only at the end I, of the american meme we see the kind of shit she's been working on yo, shit to huge. get more we're money out of y'all we're definitely we'll get gonna to get it. into that um but i i love how it's set up how the Kardashians became famous because she gave she gave Kim the blueprint. She was her intern, right? Mm-hmm. And then Kim just copied the model and kept doing it. You know, a few commercials later, you know, just being a pretty girl that you know right. people want to be like, dating high profile men and like selling products. That's kind of all it came down to. So and now it's unraveled to. I mean, you have people now that start businesses these women that are now internet famous use the same blueprint um yeah on instagram and whatnot and and now they're they're also making money and on their way to being mini mini um kim kardashians mini <laughs> paris hiltons what else did you um, think of, what, what but are some i, I want to agree with you. you i want to agree with you that i i love that they include paris hilton we don't talk enough about how she definitely did unintentionally, I believe, create the blueprint for this new celebrity. And she did it at a time where social media wasn't as booming as it, it is wasn't now. At all. We, so all she didn't ha- create the 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 blueprint to be on Instagram. To be on Instagram, but she created the blueprint of new celebrity. Hey, I can be well liked for looking a certain way or just selling certain products. Being a business person has now become almost equivalent to being a celebrity versus where before it was about those two things were kind of celebrated. I mean, separated. So now you have people that are celebrities and they're celebrities based on businesses. Um, and not not an, not a movie, not you know an album, um, not playing basketball or tennis. Yeah. There's celebrities based off of other things that we didn't of consider celebrities before. Of being an internet before. sensation yeah. that attracts a lot of people to come watch whatever content they're promoting. Um, the value on that, what, to continue, um, you asked me what else I found inter- interesting. I just was pointing out what you said because I totally agreed with that. She was featured a lot throughout the documentary. Yeah. Um, something else that I liked is... They gave a little bit of a variety. Um, So they gave me people like DJ Khaled, who talked about his Snapchat chronicles. And then they also gave me people like Brittany Furlan, who talked about Vine. And we actually got to see her. The fat Jewish guy. Fat Jewish guy. We got to see Brittany Furlan in this documentary after Vine, you know, and and life after Vine. Um, The fat Jewish. K-Rill, the photographer, party boy. The model that was in Robin Thicke's video. Um... Emily Ratajowski? Yeah, I think that's Something about right. Something like that. Yeah, but she, 
she became an internet sensation after being in that video with uh, Robin Thicke. Um, so it's a real in-depth look at like kind of how these people did it and what they did. So um, one thing that also stood out to me is just the simple fact that like these people become celebrity and then they they somewhat envy the life that they left, the simple life, because to them they're trying to stay in the public light in order to continue making money, but they also miss having a personal life. Like that became a reoccurring theme. Um, one thing that Paris Hilton said that stood out to me um, that I hadn't really thought about is that she really interacts with her fans. She loves her fans. She said that she she's closer to her fans than she is to some of the people in her life. Yeah, she's given and her she, phone number, let people stay, let fans stay at her house, done those kind of things, which yeah. I, I didn't know. And she said she doesn't trust people. And one thing that was really sad that I didn't even think about because I was, you know, I was just a kid is like the sex tape that came out of her. Like it, it completely killed her right. spirit. She was crying. So what the documentary did for those yeah. that haven't seen it, what Leah is referring to, Chino is referring to, <laughs> um, is they started it with, kind of I think like the first five minutes of it was just like all kinds of little clips from all these different people that were featured just talking about it in Basically general. Basically e news. And then right, right, right. <laughs> and then it kinda just went into interview per interview and it switched between people. And for Paris, she talked about she told us from her journey she told us about her journey from the beginning. She told us how she got there, this picture that was published that Starting really were taking 15, for fun. Yeah, yeah fifty. Which yeah. by the way it was a very risque photo and and nobody talks about the fact that and they they kind of breezed over this like she was 15 and she had this photographer just taking pictures of 15, her bare yeah, titties yeah. and then it was sold yeah. to Nipple this magazine out. and yep. that was kind of weird to me how yeah. it's, a, it's a little you know but we gonna, that's a different <laughs> that's a different topic but um and then you know from there they they talk about everything that that chino was talking about she details her life with her fans and you know trusting more people and um trusting her, them more than her own people coming back from the sex tape doing the call the carl jr hardy's ad that was pretty risque like a whole bunch of like right. suds and stuff so then yeah so then she mentioned on, the, um, on the nice car eating the burger like that was kind of her coming back and even though it didn't air at the super bowl like it was supposed to because it was too risque like that was her kind of setting the found not setting the foundation but being forward thinking and hey sex sells and i'm selling this product i'm gonna use me to get you all to go buy this product right. and it's set it it set up kim like but being being forward thinking in the way of trying to get herself out of uh out of what she was feeling i mean in the documentary she said she hadn't left her house in months. Yeah. You know, she was embarrassed to walk down the street. Yeah. She said she felt like she had been raped because people yeah. were constantly watching this video Saying of her and constantly about her. talking about it. So she took this, you know, horrible thing to happen to anybody. You know, who wants their private sexual moments to be right. publicized without their... Uh, them wanting consent. that to yeah. happen, so what, she did not want that. So to she be took that, yeah. and you know, like you said, she she said, you know what? If everybody's already gonna be viewing me as this sex symbol, I'm gonna do this sexy ass and I'm a commercial. Off of it. I'm a yep. profit off of it, and yep. like you said, that was the blueprint. And she next became thing we know, her own brand, and she had already started that, and that's what was huge about it. She became her own brand, and she took the narrative back. Okay, y'all think so, I'm yep, this? I'm really it. not. You don't know me. But, like, I'm going to profit off this. And we all know sex sells. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, 
it was just amazing how she she took that and she started okay perfumes bras like stuff with dogs like started starting all these products the documentary kind of listed all the right, products right, right. and um, projects and Perfumes, stuff that she's involved everything. in the businesses yeah. and she is everything that you've seen um anybody from kim kardashian to any of these other like beauty quote-unquote influencers quote-unquote models um anything that they're doing paris hilton has kind of set the precedent for that she did and not only that she Perfume does it better lines, she does it better than a lot of them like she's up three billion on y'all three billion. like honestly she's and in the documentary said she's been she's the only one that's really done it like that like monetize kim kardashian is well on her way though well yeah. on her way yeah she is because she's following the model but paris so, hilton is still doing something different for sure like one thing i really liked at the end of the documentary we saw her like She's DJing. She's been DJing. I didn't know Paris Hilton had been DJing, but the girl is involved in a million. She has her ways hands on everything. She's everywhere, and now she's stepping into the virtual reality community, which is the next forefront of America. I'm so fucking it, when you watch the doc, it looks like some Ready Player One shit. Like it's it's so it's advanced. It's so interesting, like how she's taking what she's done and she's just putting it in new stuff and she's she's helping out her friends fat jewish guy mm -hmm. um he's doing the same thing with wine like no one was drinking canned wine before that but like right. rose bitch is huge you know mm -hmm. like um watching that documentary was when i found out that he's the one that um started that company i actually saw it in walmart and i was walking past it with my friend and the box, you know, the the box, how it looks, it's just a plain box with rosé on it. And it, I think it says Babe Rosé or something along those lines. White um, girl rosé. And we, st <laughs> we stopped and we looked at it. We was like, what the fuck is this? Right. And I stood there for like a couple minutes Googling it and trying to figure out what it was. Never had heard of it. So it's a it's a catchy product and it brings us White back to... White girl rosé. Go check it out. But <laughs> it, go, it brings us back to this, you know, this comment on these people taking these brands and you know taking themselves and perceptions of them and and turning it into brands and Did Paris Hilton was the f the forefront of that 100% and they showed that and I think it's really interesting that what you said about the virtual reality because again like you're saying she is trying to jump ahead i think when it came to social media she kind of Did you hear that I would say she fell off but i would say that she isn't as present as right present now. as Kim Kardashian and she doesn't have to be period. because she still has she's she still Paris has Hilton. the little Hiltons yeah she still she's has Paris people, Hilton. and she interacts with them so you so know she doesn't have to be but I'm saying on. the blueprint for new celebrity via internet via I think Instagram via Instagram <laughs> internet I think I gotta give that to Kim yeah I gotta give that to Kim Kim really took yeah. took that and monetized the, the fuck whole being out of famous it. for nothing Kim thing. Kardashian yeah. is the type of person that gets offered a million dollars to post an ad featuring I was just the, I'm glad you brought that up because in the doc they started talking about like the numbers like fifty thousand dollars for one post a hundred thousand dollars for one post someone even said he, they'd heard of people getting one million dollars for a post and that's interesting yeah, because Kim got offered a million dollars to post some fake Yeezys yeah 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 and she didn't do it but it's yeah. interesting <laughs> that like companies agencies corporations they are realizing that the advertising is in the people that have the following 
So they're going to pay the people that have a whole bunch of people following behind. Like those are, they're the advertisers. But let me tell you something that's made that, that's making that so interesting. So one of the girls that was in the video, one of the uh, persons featured in the documentary, she talked about being a model and how the internet fame and the rise of social media and the digital influencer has a, how it's affecting different industries. And she specified the modeling industry by saying, Oh, Emily, that, Emily, yeah, Emily about that. Yeah. she said she went into a casting and before anybody was doing any of the regular shit that would happen in casting, that's been happening in casting for years and years, they had pictures of all of the girls and next to their pictures, they had the number of followers. Right. And so there were people who might've had, six months of experience of following, but they might have hundreds of thousands of followers and they're getting Millions picked. Of followers. Yeah, yeah, they're getting picked over the one the that has the, the talent talent. And I, I think that it, it's going to be interesting five, six, seven years from now what these types of industries look like because now we're basing, we're basing talent-based fields on how many people can you appeal to in yeah, a mass. It's not about so talent. we're not looking at the talent anymore. We're looking at about how many people can you appeal to first? All right, Are you this interesting? Is, and, and this is your talent? All right. Even if it kind of sucks, we're going to do what we could do to make sure this talent is A1 because you have the people already. These companies are not realizing, fuck it, I don't have to pay for marketing because all I got to do is get this one girl to do a post and that's it. That's, that's going to drive people to our yeah, product. They're going to buy a million our product. Eyes on we it. pay them. And I, I think that's what's also interesting. I wrote it down as a note is that it's funny how the industry rejects a lot of people at first. Right. But then as soon as you get a following, they're with you. They want you to become it. They want you to come to all these events and sell their I products. I want to tell you something like the about fat that. Jewish guy talked about that. Um, yeah, he, he did. He talked about that. He brought it up. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and that's such a true thing. I could tell you another industry that it's affecting it is journalism, which you wouldn't even think that that's a thing. But I actually left a company last year because they were trying to take my ideas and give give it to somebody, my show that I created, my brainchild, and give it to somebody else. They wanted to keep the show, but they wanted somebody that had more followers on Instagram to have the show. Emily and so I had to walk away too. from an yeah. I had to walk away from an opportunity because my content was trying to be ripped from me because yeah. on social media I'm not as I'm big not as the valuable other to yeah. them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, Emily it was talked weird. about that though. She she also said that, you know, choosing what you're not gonna do and choosing what to post gives you power. It gives you leverage in the room. Because if you're posting such and such and they want you, you get to determine the terms of what you get. I think it's really interesting that a company will pay a million dollars to somebody and then like just for a post, right? If if I had that, or maybe when I have that, <laughs> I want ownership. Goals. I want ownership in the company. Like, yeah, you give me a million dollars. I don't know how long that lasts, but like, imagine if you got a contract with oh, they're Pepsi not doing that. or some shit, and they not, just they're give not you, doing they that give, because they give you. They give they're you, not doing that. Or imagine a smaller company. It doesn't have to be Pepsi. It could be someone small that's starting off, like maybe some of these weed companies that are blowing up because weed's gonna be legal in America pretty soon, just like it is in Canada. Imagine if you got just even like one percent of some shit or point. Oh five of no. like yo, I it's would want that. No, that's the not true. The, it the would happen. Look what the fifty business, cent did nah, with vitamin water. The, nah, the, yeah. the business. Yeah, no. yes. I don't believe because yes. then no, because then then you have to start putting a value on 
well, 5 million followers equals 1%. It's, it's just too much. No. And then how are you going to have, it, it as matters a company, what you negotiate. Every, time you, every time you have some kind of marketing with, plan with somebody, you're going to give away a piece of your company. I think companies are Not too money time. hungry. Not I think all the they're time. Too mu- but the people that are biggest, the, the biggest people who have a continuous brand that have a history of posting stuff, I think they're going to leverage up on companies. Hey, you're going to give me a million dollars. That might not be enough because you're making X amount. That's the same thing. That's the same thing that these women that post Fashion Nova, you get a small check from Fashion Nova, but you don't know what they're selling on the back end. Why would you settle for that? Even if they don't get a percentage of the company, they should up their price. You're talking about, and I'm sorry, this is going to sound terrible. Majority of these quote unquote digital influencers are digital influencers for doing stupid fucking shit. Like the fat Jewish, like the slut whisperer. Like these are people (laughs) that these companies are not looking at these digital influencers as business partners i agree what what you're saying that you're right in these digital influencers are going to start realizing even more of their worth and, and start charging and more. start charging more but i don't agree that it's going to blow over so easily because these digital influencers are looked at as this is cheap marketing Marketing campaigns cheap take marketing. thousands would, on thousands and sometimes millions of dollars. Where you have somebody like Kim Kardashian, and if I pay her $1 million to, to post this, I'm probably going to make five times that million. I'm probably going to make five, six. Fuck, at this point, where her celebrity... Because she has all the eyes on her celebrity. $10 million. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'll make way more than, than what I'm paying but isn't out. That what, that's what business is. But it's you about, lose. You lose if you're now giving people... A portion of your company in exchange for a, a post. Yeah, you lose. And now, it's all and now, about business, though. It's like with everything. MySpace plateaued. Facebook plateaued. High five. I don't, I don't know, know if you. Know I don't Facebook even know if you. I don't know if you remember so high five. I don't even know if you remember what high five is. That- all great companies innovate with the times. All right. great companies are thinking forward while also living in the present tense. That's part of the reason Apple is struggling right now is because they've made some of the best phones with the best software out. And you don't need a phone every year. Right. You, what need, I, you know, so they don't know what else to sell. You got the Apple Watch, which is trending, but not everybody can afford that. Not everybody's active. You got the AirPods. That's great. Not everybody will go buy that just because there's a curve. There's people that cop stuff in the beginning, the middle, and at the very end when you're moving on to your next generation of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, AirPods are blowing up now. Those things dropped two years ago. The only reason I got mine was because I saw a few people in the city with them on. I was like, oh, those are dope. No cord. Let me go check them out. Went to the store, copped them. I sold like 10 of them to my friends within the last three, four weeks of me getting them. It was crazy. Like everyone went and got them after I got them. And I was like, I'm not no early newcomer to products usually because like they usually cost a lot but if i see a good investment in something i'm probably gonna go cop it just like anybody else businesses will see while i agree that instagram has a value right now that is crazy i just don't see that value social media platforms are being developed and redeveloped and and innovative in different ways i don't think that people are gonna start seeing Instagram as valuable enough to start giving up pieces of their company. I don't think so. Just because so platforms plateau. And I don't think Instagram is going to remain where it's at forever. I don't. Nothing I think that in forever. five years, that's what I'm saying. So I don't think that companies are looking at it right now and being like, you know what? She's valuable enough. He's valuable enough to give him a piece of my company. 
because they're famous on Instagram. Nah, that shit is not about to. The, the value of Instagram and social media marketing is that it can be put out right now and it can be personalized and customized. You have people that are taking things like, let's use flat tummy tea, for example. They're taking that and they're making their own commercials. Sin Santana's commercial for flat tummy tea is different than Kim Kardashian's commercial for flat tummy tea. So they're, they've, they've seen the value in this um, personalized marketing, but I don't think that it's, it's going to you know be there enough to get them to get I their fucking I think companies, companies are shit. just as confused as most of us are because when, when you talk to people in corporate America that work for these agencies, they are very reactive. You know, it takes a certain type of company to be forward thinking. Most companies are just doing what everyone else does because they're doing it, right? Because it's popular now. So I agree with you in the sense that I think Instagram probably won't be as big in five years because something else will come along, but it'll probably be very similar to Instagram. I think Instagram is having a hell of a run because Facebook bought Instagram. Facebook, the smartest fucking thing that they did was, was buy, buy Instagram. They, buying up everything. Most companies, most major corporations do just that like what makes the u.s stock successful is alphabet which owns google right netflix facebook um apple like amazon those are the biggest companies in america and they kind of like run the world to a certain extent like so if something happens to them it's going to hurt everybody right. i do think that something else is going to come along but I'm not quite sure what it's going to be. Like Instagram I'm not has either. the interaction. Everyone the likes the interaction and the pictures. One thing I'm realizing though for me, not I'm not speaking for anyone else, I'm kind of getting tired of Instagram. I'm from getting, a personal I'm standpoint, tired because I'm, it is it's, too I'm waiting for a reaction when I want to go out and do my own thing. I don't want to be okay, great. All my friends are posting. Okay, great. All these celebrities are posting. St okay, great. But I want to do something more. And I wonder if I'm the only one that feels that way. Cause I find myself scrolling aimlessly on Instagram, just looking for something to entertain me when really it's just because my life has been boring. You know, I get on Instagram when I'm bored or to keep up with stuff. Right. right. But if I was doing other stuff that got me off Instagram, I wouldn't be on it. So I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know if you, uh, maybe not for you, but I think to pull it back and, and relate it back to the American meme, we, oh man, you just started going back and forth. But to pull it back to the American meme, it's again that, that the, the age of the digital influencer and social media marketing and online relationships as consumers. So for you, you're consuming content on Instagram because you're bored and nothing else is taking up your time. And I agree. I think that happens with also, a lot of people. Also, it's cool. It's a great, it's a great, a great platform. platform. You know, they I do made it, it, I do it intuitive. for the same reason. Yeah, it's yeah. intuitive. I like, but I'm, I'm close to my friends because I'm closer to my friends. Even though I might not talk to them every day, I get to see what's going on in their lives and we can like briefly chat or send each other posts like that's kind of how i communicate with my friends that's what it's so great for right right but but you have i don't people know their that life are, that unless are they going post. on there though and they're consuming it um because they can't live up to a certain lifestyle yeah. they're consuming these these snap, everyone's putting up their these, best self right yeah, yeah their best self and i think something that bringing again back to the american meme something that it touched on really well is that a lot of people a lot of these influencers are engaging in the performance of a perfect life right. or of their craft there's so many people that i know so many That's digital influencers that will tickets. right i know so <laughs> many that will 
they're pretending to be these characters, right? They're known for having these characters. You have people like it's a Shiggy whole and yeah. like Britney Furlan who was who was featured on there. Shiggy wasn't, but Yo, I'm using Shiggy, Shiggy as one. Shiggy had a hell of a year um, last year. Oh my god, Took I have so off. many. I have so many in my head, but they're fading away. But you have these people that um, have this performance of a perfect life or of their craft, and then when that platform ends, plateaus, or when their ride is done. They haven't established themselves to do something else. I think Brittany Furland was was a good example of that. Of course, she, she didn't was. Know what else to she do. was also blackballed because she was having racist ass shit like Ghetto Dora the Explorer. And the fat Jewish was smart because he received a lot of backlash because people figured out what he was doing he was, was stealing quote unquote, memes. but according to him, quote unquote, curating content. He was just, curating. That's uh, what curating But he wasn't means. saying that he was curating. He was posting it as if it's his own. If it was his the own, difference yeah. between saying from the jump, "I'm curating this content," and yeah. then posting it and as giving it's just credit you. as so you. He he was smart yeah. because he was like, fuck it, these people are going to hate me. And this ride that I'm going on where I'm making people laugh through these posts and this means isn't going to last long. So what did he did? Link up with lit people like Paris Hilton. Paris Create Hilton lit businesses like this canned champagne shit. Right. So she didn't do that. And so I think we're coming to an age where you have all these influencers that she are trying very hard to come up with back plans and back black back businesses because they know that this this age of the fucking digital influencer um isn't gonna last that long or is it it's gonna become cheaper at some point we're gonna have so many digital this is what i think we're gonna have so many digital influencers that you're gonna have companies going to the bitch that has 46 million followers but she only charged fifty thousand dollars a post versus the bitch that has 50 million followers and she charges a hundred and fifty thousand oh it's go with that's the simple one, business yeah, yeah they're gonna business. go with the one that has a that's little simple, less but it's democratizing the internet it's, which that's is what good. I was trying to that's say. all Dem business does you got to go with what's feasible for your company and what you can afford, right? At what if you point can still get the same response, that's fine. I'm not really, I get what you're saying, but I'm not really concerned about what's going to happen next because no one knows. You know, people are living in the moment. I think if the fat Jewish guy got $50,000 per post, right, mm -hmm. and he did that, you know, if he did that twice, that's $100,000. If he did that 10 times, that's a million dollars. Most people don't ever see a million in their life. Right. So if he were to do something with that money, if he's not living outside of his means, right? If he were to, you know, put it in investments, do investments or shit, real estate, whatever. Right. If he does something that makes money with that money, he's good for life. And I wrote that down. I think that's what's important. You just need to figure out whatever it is you're going to do when it ends because fame doesn't last forever everyone wants that 15 minutes of fame because they want validation you, from people it, right when you get but, it you gotta do something with it yeah but if you're smart and it's really hard to be smart but when you are smart or if you just have someone in your corner that can help you with all Navigate this money that, maybe yeah. an accountant or something you put that money somewhere you don't spend all of it and you'll have somewhere to fall when you do fall off we see it with artists the best artists or at least the smartest artists usually know, hey, I'm not going to be hot forever. When I stop selling records and I stop being popular and stop getting and stop Rihanna getting invited. Rihanna herself up for that. Yeah, when I stop getting invited to clubs and stuff and this, that, and the third, I'm going to have something, you know, I'm going to have something to go to that makes money that I can maintain my lifestyle. You brought up Rihanna. 
love Rihanna. I'm part I of the Navy. Probably, she's probably I'm never going to like I don't think she's going to stop out. making But she music, has already but made avenues. But she is creating an empire just like Beyonce mm-hmm. did, just like Jay-Z so did. So when they sit just down like on the music, doing, just like Diddy did, good. just like Master P did. You have so many of these major artists that become icons. Moguls. That's what they do. Yeah, Dr. Dre with beats. Became a billionaire overnight. Are you fucking kidding on me? some fucking headphones. On, not just some fuck. They were marketed great. They are pretty decent headphones. I'm, no, but I'm you saying know? on some fucking headphones. Yeah, that's what know? it was. He, but took, that's, he took something that was a simple, part of his though. craft, him being an artist. How many times has he probably been in the studio putting on headphones and was yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to come with my own fucking headphones. And that's what all of us should do, though. Like, it's so important. I do this all the time. I should do this. Yeah. It's so important. I think that's what... I. And I read for the, bringing it back again to the American meme, I read a lot of uh, critic reviews of the documentary. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it was saying that it missed explaining that larger point. And I think the larger point is what we're getting to. Yeah, Yeah, they kept hitting it, but they they never hit it directly. Hey, man, it's only an hour and 30 minutes. What You want them to give you the game? Hey, that's on you. I think it's about taking what what you could get from it. And I think that we both took uh, the larger picture from it, which is... This age isn't going to last very long, so you've got to use it for what you got when you get it. And stuff lasts forever, so you have to be smart on what you post and how you... And what you you do, yeah. Yeah, because whether you want it to or not, people are going to look at you that way for what you did or what you consistently did in that time period. You have to be smart in what's the backup plan. So, yeah, if you're going to do all that crazy shit, like Takashi 69 took the fuck off on Instagram, starting beef, da-da-da-da-da. Granted, he had stuff happening off camera, Mm -hmm. you know, that got him where he is today. But, like, if you're going to be a troll or go viral because of some shit or just be good at posting certain content, you got to figure out how to monetize that so when it stops... Like, if you're going to be a troll and that's what you like, then start some kind of business around trolling. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that was the the main point. Longevity is going to be hard. It's it's fickle in this age. And it's going to get very, it's going to get much more harder um, to stand out doing certain things and much more harder to monetize certain things because so many things are being monetized. I think my last wrap-up point with this is that... um, I'm kind of nervous for the direction that social media and all that is taking. While I agree that it's a great platform to have when you're, you know, trying to push a business and whatnot, social media, especially Instagram, is getting so, like, so business prone that it's losing its interaction value to me. And I say this because I scroll down and, and it's like every other three posts, it's a fucking ad. It's an ad posted by an influencer. It's an ad posted That's by a celebrity. It's an ad. Tumblr. You know what I'm saying? We it's all just loved ridiculous. Tumblr Yahoo it's bought it and it was an ad every it's three posts. It's an ad central. It's and like every that. post. I hate that. And I don't know what to do about it because what people don't realize is we're the product of Instagram. We're not just users. Like, no, you are a product. But we are, are being product. treated as you only are the product, though. though. They're selling your third-party information so that they can get ad dollars and so that they could market the ads you're the product itself and that's just how it's going to be it's not going to get any better i think one thing that companies are trying to figure out that have these type of platforms is how do you find a balance i know me personally i don't want to see a fucking ad every three every three posts but 
if I see an ad maybe every seven to ten posts, then it's okay because we all know it's a money making game. It's just about finding the balance. But I'm what I'm saying is like it's not even typical ads. Remember what I was talking about earlier yeah. about how ads and marketing has now become more personalized, given like the social media, you know, whatever the influence and whatnot. It's like I'll be scrolling down my timeline and I'll think that this is just a regular post by somebody. And then I look and it's hashtag ad. And it's like it's a cute picture of them, but they're promoting flat tummy tea or or some weave company or some other thing. So at what point do things that are just supposed to be moments and photos and stuff, at what point do we it just becomes just business. Hey, if you're gonna do something on social media, just be smart about it. And not only Make that, it profitable for the longevity. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. For if, the you, if you're gonna be a social influencer, just make sure you're making money. Um, but I think that's all for this week with nods and bops. That's Again, it. I'm Chino and with I'm my co-host Cass Mary. If you're in Atlanta, make sure you stay safe out here. Have a good time at the Super Bowl. We out. <laughs>